Hey there, and welcome to A Place at My Table. I am so excited that you guys are here today. I have got my friend Christy Ballestero uh, with me, and she is just an absolutely incredible woman. Um, she is a mother of five, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a minute, but I'm en encouraging you that you grab a pen and paper if you can to take some notes today because she is dropping some incredible insight and advice that is so relevant to where we're living right now and it is just great stuff. So um, take notes if you can. If you cannot, download this episode so that you can go back and listen to it. Um, it is just, it is absolutely worth your time to listen to this entire episode. Um, we have a great time and I love her so much. So enjoy the episode today. Well, hello there, everyone. I hope everyone's had a great week. And today I am super thrilled to have my good friend Christy Ballestero with me today. Um, we've been friends for quite a while. We were more acquaintances when our kids were really little. And I think we kind of got to know each other through Bible quizzing. Um, but over the years, we've become really good friends. And we even took a trip to Waco um, to Magnolia and went and ate delicious food and probably spent too much money. <laughs> um, but we had a wonderful time. We went to surprise our friend Tiffany Moore for her birthday and it was so much fun and we definitely need to do it again. So Christy, thank you for being with me today. I'm happy to be here. And why don't you just take a second, introduce yourself, your family, tell us what you guys got going on and uh, just tell us about your ministry. Okay, well, I'm so happy to be here with my friend today, and uh, yeah, I think it was, our kids were probably, probably maybe nine or ten when we first started yeah. to uh, know yeah. each other. I think it was during the Bible quiz days. <laughs> yes. And some of their awkward years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have pictures that they begged me not to share with anybody from those days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same here. Same here. But uh, I'm Christy, and I guess some people know me as Wayne Huntley's daughter. It was that for so long. And then it was Brian's wife, which is, you know, I'm fine with that. And and now I think it's Huntley and Christiana's mom, which is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so I, funny I how it morphs. <laughs> it is. But my husband and I, we've been married 29 years in December. Wow, that's awesome. Getting on up there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we pastor the Temple Pentecost in Raleigh. My parents started the church there when I was five years old, and there were five people there when wow. they came. And so now my husband's a senior pastor, and my dad is still there as bishop. So, yeah. Um, that's awesome. My husband's a senior pastor now, and I am the music minister, the whatever else needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how that is. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I work with the music, and we do have an amazing team that helps and serves with me. There's no way I could do that all by myself, And uh, but I still have a passion for music, and also in equipping and empowering others to let them grow and yeah. stretch in their ministry. So I'm, yeah. I'm loving just letting the younger ones flourish and, yes. and uh, let them take over whenever they're ready. <laughs> yes. I, that's one of my 
favorite things in ministry is watching these young people grow into ministry and allowing them to kind of take the reins on things. It's just like, yeah. okay, that's what I'm, I was meant to do is to pass the baton <laughs> and I'm happy to do it. You know, I've met people who want to hold on to the baton <laughs> yeah. and it's like, it, it's time to let go. <laughs> that's right. It is time and I'm, I'm fine with that. And it, it gives yeah. me, you know, great joy to see them doing that. Absolutely. Uh, we are blessed with five children. We yes. have, yay, we have four boys and one girl. Our oldest is Huntley, and he's 24. And then Christiana is 22, and she's getting married in, I think it's 44 days. Ooh, it's getting so <laughs> soon. <laughs> I think we counted it up, and we have six more weekends that she will be Oh, my goodness. And then she's moving to Illinois. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. And we're going to talk about that a little bit yes, later. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. So we have Huntley and Christiana, and then we have Christian. He is 14, and Kyson is wow. 10, and then our little Omega is Jensen, and he's 8. <laughs> and Jensen so. is one of the coolest kids I've ever met in my life. Oh my I goodness. love him. <laughs> he is so funny. <laughs> Cameron... When Cameron was there, <laughs> yes, yes, he is. When Cameron was there, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago for Christiana's, um, was it her, one of her showers or something? Yes. Yes, and um, Cameron came home and just was telling me all about Jensen and some of the things that he said. And, oh, it was cracking me up. Yeah. It, he is it, so he's, funny. He's definitely his own little guy. <laughs> yes. He's a cutie. Um, Thank you. But we have, we have five kids, and so we have done some form or some fashion of homeschooling for the last 15 years. Wow. So it's, we could do a whole session on that, Valerie. Yes. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were one of my people that I talked to when I first thought of homeschooling. I was like, okay, Christy's doing it, and I need to know how she's doing it because I don't know doing what it. I'm doing. <laughs> She still seems like she's, you know, somewhat sane and right. She got all her hair. So. She still has a lot of hair, so that's the person I need to talk to. I know it, I, I, man. I, I know it. It's it's been. I've learned a lot. I don't know who's learned the most, but yeah, you know, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I so homeschooling will do done, that for sure. So we've done that for the last fifteen years, and um, my passions are. I love music and songwriting. I'm thankful that God has blessed me and gifted me to be able to write a few songs here and there and encourage the church, songs for yeah. the church. And uh, that's one of my greatest passions is to write music. And yeah. Songs. You have, didn't you put out an album years ago? Do you have yeah, an album we, or did you release like just singles? No, we actually... Our church did uh, an album with our choir, and it was called Did Somebody Say Church Time? So we did okay. that first with all choir songs, and then, like two years later, I did a solo recording called Only For You. So those are okay. the only two that I've actually recorded. Okay. And that's been a few years back, huh? It has been a very long time. <laughs> have, you, have you considered doing any updated things? Well, you know, I don't, 
I don't know that I will, but yeah, I'm sure I would sure love to, you know, be a part of others as they do theirs, maybe help yeah. write or co-write or help them to, yeah. you know, make that their dream. I don't know that I will do another one. I'm not saying no, but yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is, it is, but I, I just, love it. It's fun to me. Yeah, Brooke, you know, she's put out two songs, and just those two, I mean, the amount of work and time and effort it, that goes into it is just, yes. whew, I can't imagine doing a whole entire album with, like, eight songs or something. Yes, that would be it is a lot. <laughs> but but she loves it. Like you said, you know, if that's what, if God's gifted you with that, you just have a love for it. So I obviously do not have that gift because <laughs> the thought of that is just exhausting to me. <laughs> well, you definitely but, raised some, so I'm so proud of all that Brooke's doing and all of your children. They're all well, amazing. such a blessing. Thank you. Well, Christiana wrote my absolute favorite song on the new IBC album. So oh. the, I love it so much. Thank and you. um when I, I sent her a text about it, I think <clears throat> right after it came out and uh, she was telling me kind of how it originated. And that's a funny story. I'll, I'll leave her to tell that if she wants to. <laughs> oh yes. I'll let her, I will not share her glory. So now, now everybody's got their interest peaked on what, how that went down. That's so right. I'll, I need to have her on my podcast so we can fill everybody in on that. She needs to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's just an incredible. So that songwriting gene obviously passed on to Christiana for sure. Yeah. So she's, she's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. Um, well, we actually, we don't have a lot of animals. And I was thinking about you with all your animals. <laughs> <laughs> we have one little dog. We have a little mini golden doodle, and her name is Rosie. Oh, she's our little. She stays inside. She's our first inside dog. So that's been a whole another story. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it you know I grew up with animals, and we had dogs, but they were never inside. And um, so when we had a dog, when Jason and I first got married, we had a dog. He bought me a little cocker spaniel our first Valentine's together. And Aww. that dog was something else. His name was Buck. And <laughs> he was, oh man, it's kind of a funny story. He, well, anytime you looked at him, he would pee on the floor. Like it, he would get so excited. <laughs> oh, that he would just, so that That's was annoying. Submission. That's just a mission thing. Like some <laughs> yeah. dogs do that. No. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was struggling. So um, anyway, we ended up getting rid of him after a little while and one day I was at work and at the bank that I worked at and I very rarely got phone calls at work and it was Jason and he said Valerie <clears throat> I just got a phone call from the lady who <laughs> who we sold Buck to and I said okay and he said Buck has been run over by a car and he has been killed and it was really sad but it was and this sounds terrible and it doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. But, but he, uh, he said the lady, whenever he, she called him, she was like, she was beside herself upset. And she said, Mr. Staten, you just, I need you to sit down. Are you sitting down? And he was like, um, okay, I'm sitting. <laughs> she said, I am so sorry. And she broke the news to him and he was like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> she said, are you okay? I mean, she was just beside herself. Bless and and her Jason, <laughs> Jason was like, good riddance. You know? <laughs> it was like that dog was, was a to, nightmare. Was trying to empathize. But... <laughs> yes. He was, he was like, oh, wow, that's heartbreaking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but anyway. But <laughs> yes. yes. But anyway, that was our first experience of indoor dogs. And now our two dogs are inside and spoiled rotten. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Same here. Same here. We had to kind of twist <clears throat> my husband's arm a little bit. Yeah. You know, about the whole inside dog thing. But he finally acquiesced. He said, you know, he didn't want our kids to grow up without that experience so there you go my dad always told me that it's good it builds character in kids to have to take yeah. care of animals it <laughs> okay. builds character in kids and husbands <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> absolutely uh, so true my poor husband he's like I'm not the boss here I know who's the boss exactly <laughs> like, honey but you are I truly <laughs> Uh, it's funny so you have you know going back to christiana getting married next month which is so hard to believe cameron was sharing some photos the other day of the two of them when they were younger and they've just become such good they're hilarious when they're together they just i laugh the whole time they're just so funny but you know, it's that those seasons of life. And I was thinking the other day, I love all the different seasons. I love spring, summer, fall, winter. Um, there's things that I don't love about them, but I, there are things that I absolutely love about every season, you know, when they're babies, right. when, when the little, you know, when we have babies, I love the after bath rubbing baby magic lotion all yeah. over them, <laughs> cuddling them in a onesie and the sweet noises they make, you know, and I just love that there's things about that season that I don't love, you know, <laughs> but right. I try to That's focus on the true. things I love, but having three adult children myself now, and you have two, mm-hmm. um, the thing that I love about it, and you can kind of talk more about it as well, is we are becoming more friends. There's more of a friendship that is built the older yeah. my kids get. Yeah. And you don't have that. You know, whenever they're 13 and 14, there's not a lot of friendliness going on. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're very much in the parental mode at that at Yes. The- you're you're still in that train up a child in the way that he should go mode you know it's like I'm still training you I can't be your friend you know (laughs) no but um it's but it kind of you know watching that transition into now you know I took Brooke to the airport she went to California for three days for her birthday and on the way up I was thinking you know we're having conversation like we're just good friends it didn't feel like mother daughter I wasn't parenting her I mean there's still times when you know they need my advice or whatever but there's more of that friendship there's a trust there between us because we've come through some things together (laughs) and so there's that friendship but I think it's also kind of a weird stage and weird season because they still need me as their mom you know whenever Cameron she's at IBC and she calls me and she's like I don't feel good I, I'm instantly in mom mode. I'm like, okay, you got to take right. extra vitamin C, your vitamin D, you need to get, you know, I'm like going into mom mode. Immediately. <laughs> yes. 
yes. how much water have you had? Have you been resting? Yes. Are you <laughs> exactly? And um, but they're also so they need me, but they also are trying to branch out on their own and trying mm -hmm. to know that boundary has mm -hmm. probably been the biggest challenge for me right. as a mom of adult kids. Just knowing when to to I, I read a hilarious quote that. It was something along the lines of with adult children that we want to keep the door open and our mouth shut, but <laughs> you know, it kind of gets to that point where, you know, yes. really we don't keep our mouth shut, but <laughs> right. I think that's impossible, right. but yeah, I've but, tried. It doesn't work well yeah. for me usually, <laughs> but I think it is just that give and take of knowing when you need to share your thoughts and when it's best just to let them kind of evolve into that on their own. And I know my father-in-law, he has, my husband's father, he has a pretty neat thing that they use with their older kids. He said that he has gotten, once they're married and they're on their own, that he doesn't give them any advice unless it's asked for, which, you know, I don't know. That's just yeah. what works for them. Yeah. And um, so he kind of has that as something like a mantra that he uses with his children. Yeah. But, it's tough to know when, when you're in the friend mode and when you're in the mom mode, but I, I mean, yeah. I love it. I, I'm really enjoying it. And now that yes. Christiana's getting married and we're doing all things wedding and we've got to be together a lot, just yeah. the two of us, you know, working on wedding stuff. And it, it's, yeah. um, I think I'll, I'll cherish it always. Oh, absolutely. Because that's your only girl. <laughs> it is. I know. This is, this is it. Oh, you got to make the most of it. Right, but those seasons that just—you're right. And I, I was thinking about that the other day when I was outside. It's still pretty hot here in North Carolina, but in the early mornings and in the evenings, we're getting starting to get that real subtle, just that yeah. little bit cooler, not so humid. And you know, it really is like that with motherhood. You just—you have that constant changing, and it's really subtle. But yeah, you start feeling a change and some seasons you know motherhood just when you think that you I can't take this season that any longer <laughs> yeah and then you it blink changes and, and just as quickly it's gone just as quickly yep. as it came so I've just tried to embrace it and just squeeze all the goodness out of each season that we can you know because yeah you can't change it <laughs> and you're right you literally and it, and I it's the same when we're using like the weather analogy but it's so fitting because uh, we'll be halfway through summer and I'm like, where did spring go? Like, right. Uh, it was so fast. Did we even have spring? And then when we get to fall, it's like, wow, how did we get here so fast? Summer that flew by. And it's the, the same way with our kids. It's like, and that's why I tell parents with young kids, I'm like, please, please. I know people say this and we, we don't do it a lot of times, but please enjoy this season because you will blink and it will be over oh, and yeah. and not that the next season is terrible it's just enjoy the one you're in you know that's right and they're like but they're driving me crazy I'm like enjoy and it exactly <laughs> that's why I always try to tell parents too and moms you know just I think it's that's why I think it's so important to make sure that you maintain your marriage relationship you know during this time yes. and keep it healthy and strong because yes. so it doesn't crumble, you know, when it's just you two again, you've got to keep that foundation strong because Absolutely. it goes by so fast and it's going to be, you know, just you and me. Yeah, <laughs> the way I it know. Started, so. 
And, you know, for us, we were married for a year and we started having kids. And so I don't even know, like, I don't even know this guy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I know what you mean. We had, we had a week uh, during, I think it was during camp when Dakota was gone to camp, Riley was gone to camp, Brooke was gone somewhere and Cameron was somewhere. We had no kids at home for a week. And I was like, Jason, what do we do? Like, I don't know what to do. And uh, so, yeah, I know. I was like, so do we just talk about them and look at their pictures all day long? (laughs) You know, (laughs) but it was, it was a cool opportunity though. We, you know, we made plans. We went on a hike and we did about things that, you know, going out and doing stuff together that we so wouldn't important. normally do. And so we we had that conversation, you know, what when they're all gone from the house, it's just going to be us. And so we yeah. we're going to definitely have to be intentional about making sure we're connecting. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, we're going to be true. really bored. <laughs> right. And <laughs> I also want to mention something else too that I was thinking about with kids growing up, get married and as they get older, you know, sometimes as parents, it's tempting for us to feel a sense of entitlement to mm-hmm. our children. You feel like that they are in debt to us. You know, as parents, it's easy for us to feel that way. For yeah. instance, we might say, I, I mean, I paid for 100 years of piano lessons, you know, and now you're going <laughs> to play in the drums. Or, you know, right. I, I paid for you to do this and this and the other, and now you're moving to Timbuktu or whatever. But, yeah. you know, really, they are really just on loan to us. And yes. so... As God-fearing parents, we've made the yep. choice to, just like Samuel's mother did, to, you know, place them back into the service of the Lord. And yep. uh, so, you know, I think it's that's hard. That, that it is not an easy thing, but I'm finding no. that we do, we do. And I have found myself feeling that sense of entitlement. And then I think, you know what? No, you really, they're really not yours. They're just on loan, yeah. you know, from God. So that's been helpful yep. for me to realize that. Yes. And he is so much better at taking care of them than I am (laughs) or I could ever be. So it's like when I've reached my peak of what I can be for them, I know he's, he makes up the rest. And that's what I love about dedicating our kids back to the Lord is all right, God, we're, we're in this together, (laughs) you know, and what better, what better partner to partner up with than the Lord when parenting our kids I had that, a, that's right. We dedicate them as babies and you know, that, yep. that goes all through their lives. It's such yep. a, a consolation though, to realize that it is, they don't belong to you really, but there he is. And I had that conversation on the way home from the airport, from dropping Brooke off to go to California by herself. You know, I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I said, Lord, she needs me. Like, okay, she's going to California. There's mountain lions in California. If she goes on a hike, she's not going to know what to do. She needs you and you're gone. Bless the Lord. I'm like, Lord, who is going to help her if she gets attacked by a mountain lion? You know, it's it's terrible. The mind battle. And so all the way up, I was like, okay, Brooke, if you guys go on a hike, you need to be aware of your surroundings. And I'm telling her all these things, you know, I'm like, don't look at it in the eyes, you know, make yourself think. I know it's survival. Think, am I supposed to make a bunch of noise or be quiet? Wait a minute, which one was it? I know it's kind of like dead or 
play dead or fight it back? Which one is it? <laughs> it's kind of like when in an earthquake or a tornado, which one do I get in the bathtub or do I get in the doorway? I don't know. I don't know if I'm panicked. I don't know that my mind's going to be able to I know. pull the right That's thing right. up. I'm going to need to have make a poster board that has instructions on it <laughs> so I can remember yeah. what to do. But it, and so I thought, you know, after I dropped her off at the airport, I was praying. I was like, Lord, I need you to take care of her because I'm not mm -hmm. there to do it, you know? And just a peace came over me and he's like, Valerie, I, I've got this. Okay. <laughs> you gave mm -hmm. her back to me. She is mine. And I'm going to take care of her. And so there was just a piece that I had. Now I'm still going to call her and track her whereabouts the whole time she's gone. But, oh, you know, of course. <laughs> I told her, I said, I need to know the contact information of the people you're going to be with. She's like, mom, please don't call them. I said, I will only call them if I can't get in touch with you. So it'll right. be them. They will be next. And then it'll be the National Guard. So I hope you answer your phone. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> She's just shaking her head. She's like, oh, my word, mother. I'm like, hey, you'll be there one day. <laughs> you will. <That's> enough. <laughs> yes. So, you know, kind of transitioning into we're still talking about parenting. I had, you know, last week with my my podcast with uh, Kristen Stafford, we talked about some humorous parenting fails. And we shared, we shared um, some funny things. I, and I know I mentioned we left Riley in the car um, at church. Unfortunately, it happened more than once. But thankfully, it was during the fall and winter months. And so she, you know, it wasn't hot. And but I was telling the girls later about it. And they were dying laughing. And Riley said, Mom, I feel like you left me so many times why why I was, why is it always that one kid though because I that's how know. it is with us we have that one kid that's the same thing and Riley was that kid I I can't tell you how many phone calls we got leaving church that said hey um Riley's still here And I'm oh like, goodness. Riley, we really do love you. You are very important to our family. Yeah. That's us. Christian was ours, our 14-year-old. He yeah. was our kid. We left him more than once as well, so don't feel bad. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you this. It's like, hubby and my husband and I would be, we wouldn't ride together for church, you know. So yeah. So we'd be in a car. I would be in a car. Yep. And then after church, they'd meet their friends. And we would sometimes have meetings or whatever. And then it was time to go home. And yeah. so I would think he had him. He would think that I had him. And so that's exactly the way it was with us. I was like, for the sake of our children, we need to start riding to church together. Exactly. <laughs> you know, for, the <laughs> for the safety of our kids. But I told Riley, I was like, you know, she's 18 now. I said, you know, you've turned out to be a really incredible young lady. So maybe it was building character in you. That's <laughs> she right. was like, I don't oh, know about that, but anyway, Listen, poor baby. This is, this is, we actually, we developed this little check roll call thing. And once this happened a couple times, we got those calls to, we'd be on the interstate. We live about 25 minutes from our church, so we live yeah. kind of out. So we'd be on the interstate and we get those calls. Um, We have Christian <laughs> here at the church. Has everyone left? You know, anyone left? Or anybody still there? So we started 
this thing where my husband, we would just make a call real quick to each other when we left. And I would say, we gave our kids numbers. So we would say, <laughs> it, was the, it was the last three, it was number three, four, and five. It was our, our last three kids. The first yeah. three, you know, were older. So, yeah. so we, I would leave and I would say, okay, I've got, I've got three, four, and five with you. So, you know, I mean, with yeah. me. So we're good. Our kids say, yeah. okay, do you have four and five? I've got three. So, that is that, so really funny. It worked. Yes. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> I'm telling you, exactly. it's, it's, uh, it, it was a problem. Thankfully she's come through it just fine. <laughs> she is an outstanding girl. So that, that gives me great courage that Christian. Yes. Be, all right. Yeah. He's going to be just fine. He's going to be great. Oh, I was thinking but, about what, one of the funny stories for us, you made me start thinking that one of our kids had fallen asleep in the car on the way home. We lived, you know, 25 minutes away from the church. So on the way back from the car to the house, you know, they're sleeping. And so you want to see if you can do this transfer. And, <laughs> you know, you always have to make that value judgment. Are we going to, yes. how are we going to do this? You know, turn the car off or leave the music going and take them out. <laughs> so there's, a, there's a whole strategy there. Oh, absolutely. And so, so we, we got the baby out carried him up the stairs, my husband did, transferred him to the bed, and it was a Sunday night, and we were so exhausted, so he made the transfer, and then we, we just fell asleep, we were so tired, and then the next morning, when my husband went out to get the car, he realized that we had left the car running all <gasps> night long, <laughs> we were so tired, oh we my so, goodness, so fortunately oh. nobody stole the car, and the gas wow. was still going, yeah, you guys had a full tank of gas at one point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. Yeah, that's that's just real life right there. I'm telling you. There's no it glamour is. to that. It's just no. when you get hey, home. This was, this was, listen to this one. This may even be less glamorous for a pastor. Because <laughs> this was our very first Sunday with the baby. This was our firstborn. And so we had Huntley and we had him in his little car seat, you know, infant seat carrier. We were up in the office making the pre-service plans and, and all that. And so my husband, in the middle of all the chaos before church, he didn't hear me say, can you bring the baby down on the car seat? I had him there in his little seat with a blanket yeah. and all sleeping. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we get downstairs and we're on the platform and we're both on the platform. And I looked over my husband and I said, where's Huntley? And so he looked and said, I thought you brought him. So, oh, Lord. So he goes running off the platform, runs up to the office, and Huntley is still in his, in his empty seat, I guess, just sleeping. Yeah, you know, he's fine. He's oblivious. He brings him down. <laughs> so that was our start. That was our initiation into parenthood. We left him up there in the office. <laughs> that just kind of set the tone for the leaving of the children at church. Yeah. <laughs> We got better. We did get better. But. <laughs> well, I guess if you're going to leave your kids somewhere, church church is probably the best place to leave them behind. <laughs> right on the altar. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Let, I tell people, just have her go to the altar until I get back. I'll be there in That's about good. 20 minutes. That's good. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. That's so funny. <clears throat> That's, you know, the, the one I shared last week with, with Kristen, it, Jason was on the platform when we realized that Riley was <laughs> not in the church. Uh -huh. And 
and I'm making eye contact with him. I'm standing in the back of the church. He's on the platform leading service and the head usher goes up. You know, it was one of those moments where you say, you know, everybody shake hands, greet your neighbor, whatever. Right. And so then the brother Barry, our head usher walks up and he's like, we can't find Riley. And it dawned on him at that moment. And he made eye contact with me and we both were like, Oh my word, she's in the car. <laughs> and we went, so he runs off the platform and we run out there. It was horrible. And, you know, he was like, Oh, terrible father. How can I lead the church when I can't even <laughs> remember oh, my man. own kid? I was like, You're not it's alone. Okay. <laughs> That's right. We both left her this time. Okay, fine. You're not alone. Poor Riley. <laughs> I know. I know. It was so funny, though. Yesterday, I was t- telling her about it, and she said, I feel like you guys are always leaving me behind. <laughs> and I think she's kind of the quiet one. You know, she was always the one that was just kind of low maintenance, just chill, yeah. you know. Brooke and yeah. Cameron were all over the place, so you knew where they were. <laughs> you knew if they were missing. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, thankfully, our kids have been gracious and forgive us for all those times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But so what are some um, life lessons for you that you've kind of rather with parenting ministry, kind of any area really that, you know, we hate, we always want to pass lessons on to our kids so that they don't have to learn the hard way. And really. There are some lessons, unfortunately, that I've had to learn the hard way. And I try to be transparent about it, you know, with my kids, because I don't, I don't want them to think, you know, I'm not trying to make them think that I've got it all together. And I've never, you know, I'm just a wise one. But um, so what are, what would you say? Just thinking about it, um, you know, of course, I've had a lot. learned a lot through the years but I would say that probably to date the toughest lesson that that I had to learn was trust but you know really so on the subject of trust is there really any other way to learn a lesson in trust but a difficult one right Uh, (laughs) right I think that in fact it was three years ago this month that it all began for me when I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2018. Yeah. And, you know, we often, we don't even like to say the word. We just say the C word because, yeah. you know, no one really <laughs> wants to hear it. And they sure don't want to hear that, that they have it. Right. And, but I'll never forget that one morning I really felt the Lord speak to me and he impressed it upon my heart that he said, you know, you're taking this journey of faith and trust and I know it's sudden I know it's been fast it's been furious it's been a journey of faith and trust with him but if you will trust me then you will go to a place that some people take a lifetime to travel yeah and it can take a lifetime for some people to learn trust or it can happen just in a few days when you're really in a desperate desperate place right and so I felt the assurance from the Lord at that moment that he was going to take me places that may not all be fun, but that we would travel places in a short period of time. And of course it won't be completely resolved and until we're in heaven, but it gave me great peace to know that 
he was with me and that I wasn't going to travel there long. And also the Lord spoke a verse through my dad. And uh, I remember I was on my way to one of the doctor appointments and he had been praying for me. And the Lord spoke the verse Psalms 46 and one to him. The verse that talks about God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And of course, as he often does, he, he sees the word in different light. Yeah. He, he said, I don't know how, but I believe the Lord is going to use this as a present, like a gift to you. Yeah. That yeah. it's a very present help in trouble. And somehow or another, this journey is going to be a gift. And you know, wow. I, I thought of that too. Sometimes when we are enduring struggle, when we're enduring conflict, it feels like anything but a gift at the time. Yes. And uh, as you give someone a gift and you see them unwrap it, and that's how it is with trust. It, it seems cruel sometimes as we are unwrapping and we're revealing the contents of that gift. And we wouldn't wish that on anyone. And that's when we would feel tempted to not trust. But wow. I'm thankful that we, he can turn our trials and our temptations into gifts if we will trust his timing and trust Absolutely. his word. Absolutely. <clears throat> so, That's and I'm so grateful good. For, I'm grateful for the Lord's healing and um, all glory goes to him. I did have yeah. to go through surgeries and, you know, different treatments and I'm still undergoing types of treatment, but yeah. I am thankful that his grace is sufficient and Amen. I am walking by his, his grace daily. <clears throat> yeah. His strength daily, you know, and I'm thankful for that. But I would say that would probably be today's yeah. the hardest lesson that I had to learn because it's so fast. Absolutely. The, yeah. the quickness of it and the, you, you're yeah. fine and, and then you wake up and the next morning they say, okay, you, you have cancer or yeah. you know, whatever your, your diagnosis is. Maybe it's a, right. a word that you get from the doctor or maybe a turn of events or you have an unex, unexpected death in your family or your loved one. Yeah. And, and I remember during that time I put a, I had a little sign that I put in my bathroom it's still in there today where I get dressed and it says that there are no surprises to God and nothing nothing surprises him and that's such a confirmation because it sure surprises us I mean yeah we we're in in, in a complete shock but he's not surprised and and he doesn't wake up and and say oh didn't see that coming right exactly he knows it all and yeah so I've found that strength to come from him and Yes, that's so good. And trust that's, it's so easy to teach and preach and do a series on trust. You know, it's easy (laughs) to get up and, and tell all of our people that we pastor, you know, you need to trust the Lord, just trust the Lord until, (laughs) you know, struggle comes knocking on your door, you know, and it's through those times of great struggle that Mm -hmm. we learn to trust the Lord. And, you know, my, my dad, and I, I know I've probably had this conversation with you, but my dad was the epitome of trusting the Lord through struggle. When my dad was 21 years old, he was in Bible school and my oldest brother was just a baby. Um, my, my dad's, uh, parents, his two sisters, a nephew and a niece were all killed in a car accident. They were on their, they were on their way to a conference in Arizona and, were all killed and he just had two brothers left. And obviously I wasn't there, you know, I wasn't even born yet, but I watched him through his life 
he has so much faith and it, I think it was because he had to endure such tragedy and such struggle to, to a lot of people that would take a lot of people out. I mean, to have your whole family wiped out like that in an instant, um, you know, and I just, I watched him walk by faith. And anytime I was going through something in my life, he was the, his voice was the loudest I heard, even if he wasn't talking (laughs) in my head, he was the loudest that, okay, if my dad can walk by faith and preach faith and teach faith and live faith and trust in God, I can do it, you know, and, and just watching people's lives. And so for you in that, in that season that you were in, that's going to be an ongoing gift to your children, you know, that when they, when they face something down the road, they can look back and say, mom went through this or that. And her faith didn't falter. She stayed faithful. She, yeah. And, and, that's one thing as a parent, everything that we go through, every decision we make and how we decide to respond to struggle is going to last through our kids. That's right. And, and that saying, people feel like your, your example speaks so much louder than your voice could ever speak. And absolutely your life and like your dad, I mean, that that's, that's beautiful. Uh, your dad, I, I, I'm sorry that I never got to meet him, but just hearing you describe him, it may, makes me wish that I could have met him. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you, your dad called me, which your dad has been one of my heroes. I mean, he's right up there with my own dad, you know, oh. he's just like, <laughs> he's been my favorite preacher my whole life. And um, I, this is so kind. just a this is just a crazy thing, but we named our dog after him because we didn't have any boys. <laughs> so our dog's name Aww. is Huntley. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, and we didn't know he knew about it, but we have a, a dear friend who I will not mention that spilled, spilled the beans on that one and told your dad that we named our dog after him. And I did not yeah. know that <clears throat> until that one. Yeah. We won't mention who that was. Um, but he, my husband was preaching an Illinois youth convention and your dad was preaching it as well. And so we were all sitting, um, mm-hmm. right next to each other. And I'm, you know, I'm fangirling over here. I'm like, Oh my word, brother Huntley is sitting three <laughs> chairs down from me. This is insane. And, um, in the middle of worship, your dad leans over to me and goes, Hey, how's Huntley doing? Is he still kicking? <laughs> That sounds just like my dad. And I was appalled. I was like, oh, my word. He knows. He knows now. Oh, it was so funny. I I lost it. I was like, you found out. Oh, my goodness. So anyway, but your dad, you know. Yeah. I don't know. He laughed. He was just cackling. It was hilarious. But um, it was probably a highlight of my life, though. (laughs) He acknowledged me and my dog. (laughs) But um, when my dad passed away, your dad called me just out, you know, out of the blue. I had I hadn't had any I didn't even know he knew about it. And um, we were in New Mexico and it was the day after my dad's funeral and I got a phone call 
and it was a North Carolina number. And I was like, who, who would that be? And uh, I had, you know, I knew, I know you, but you have, I, I, you're in my phone. So I knew yeah. it wasn't, you know, I was like, okay, I'll just answer it. So I answered it. And immediately since Sister Satan, I was like, oh, this is Brother Humley. <laughs> and he just ministered to me. It was a very brief conversation, probably three minutes. But in that three minutes, he just spoke some things to me that just gave me such peace. So now he's even more, more up there. I mean, he's just, he keeps rising up the ladder in my book, but he's just an incredible. And your mom too. She's just, I love her. She makes me laugh. And you can't have um, one without the other. They're an amazing team. (laughs) They are. They are. She was, she also found about out about the time and I'll just tell on myself. This is just me being transparent. (laughs) So your dad was coming. I I think you know this story. Your dad was coming to preach um, our church 35th anniversary. And he was going to be coming to our home to eat. And so I'm super nervous. I'm like, oh, my word, Brother Huntley is going to be in my house. I'm going to be feeding him. And there were other ministers there, too. But, you know, I was like, Brother Huntley is going to be at my house. And um, I had heard (laughs) I had heard that he loves peach slices. Or no, orange, orange slices, not peach slices, orange slices. And so I was like, okay girls uh, the girls that I had helping me I was like we've got to get a lot of oranges brother Huntley yeah. it's like his favorite <laughs> and so in the middle of them all all the ministers are sitting around <laughs> just talking and I just very nonchalantly walk over and put a plate of slices of orange the fruit orange on the table and I'm standing back. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. He's going to be so impressed. It's going to make so many points. I know. I know. He's never going to forget this. And so he never touched him. And I was like, somebody has given me false information. What is going on? And then somebody leans over. One of the girls that was helping me serve. She goes, do you think maybe they meant the candy? Like the orange slice candy? I was yes, like, oh. absolutely. And so I... I said, go get him off the table. Hurry, run. Off the table. It, was, it was the most embarrassing That's moment of my life. And, and then later, like, I don't know, three years later, we were there in North Carolina and we were at your parents' house and your mom brought it up and I died laughing. And they, of course, were laughing, but I was like, oh, my word. Story. <laughs> And he's probably thinking, wow, she really is all about vitamin C. I guess she's pushing these fruit at me. Yeah. She's really pushing these oranges. <laughs> oh, I love my it. Word. Yeah, so that's my embarrassing story of trying to impress ministry. Story. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but anyway well before we kind of bring it to a close and i have absolutely enjoyed this conversation we need to actually talk more on the phone for real this is pretty much how our conversations are you know yeah we go our texts and combos (laughs) yep absolutely so i'm and i'm asking everyone in this series all the ladies that i'm talking to is Mm -hmm. obviously we're living in a very chaotic world right now things are crazy and i just i want people to know how to find peace and so for you personally 
how have you found peace to a way to bring peace into your home, into your own mind um, throughout, you know, obviously COVID and all the things that go along with it. And then obviously all the things going on in society that is just causing chaos. How do you, how do you find peace for yourself and how do you, you know, minister that peace to your home and your family? Yes. Well, I believe that we can find some points of reference for our, our conduct and our behavior during this time of the chaos. And, and even I'll use the word captivity. It all, it almost seems like that we're in captivity at this point. Yeah. Um, At least it is for us, you know, as Christians and just, we really, you hear the, the phrase used constantly, never, never before have we seen this. You know, yeah. We hear stuff like that all the time. And, and it is true though, but I feel like during this time of some semblance of captivity that we can read in the scripture, how that we can find some, um, some sense of direction that we can use to point our minds and, I'm reminded of, uh, actually, we're talking about my dad, but he did preach a message this past week about finding the, what should our behavior be during this time of yeah. captivity. And he used the scripture in Jeremiah 29, I believe it's the fourth verse. And basically, this is just like Jeremiah's letter to the captives in Babylon. And basically, what he tells them is, he tells them, he says, during this time, I want you to build houses. I want you to have children. I want you to plant gardens. And he was talking about basically that means just be normal as much yeah. as you can. Yeah. He says, you know, while you're captive, I want you to do these things. And then the last thing he said was, and I want you to pray for peace. Yeah. And I feel like we're definitely in that time where we have to pray for peace. And this is along the spiritual guidelines. I'll talk a little bit about the more of the practical in sense of, of finding peace. Yeah. But, you know, peace is a gift to us as yeah. believers. And the Bible states it very clearly that he said, my peace I will give unto you. It's not yeah. as the world gives. So it's not something that we can find in the world. It's a yeah. peace that only he can give. Yeah. And so I have found peace just turning to him and, and reading his word, and just finding the absolutes, things that I know are absolutes. Everything is so shifty right now. Yeah. Uh, we, we hear one thing today, and tomorrow it's this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it just constant change. And so I've just tried to focus on the absolutes and the word of God and the heart of God, the spirit of God, things that I know to, to not change. And let that be my focus and not have the mind of the media or the mind yeah. of the CCD, you know, the, but <clears throat> my yeah. mind protected with the whole armor of God. And I believe that's why we have the helmet of salvation so we can have our minds protected. Absolutely. Yep. And it, I find that in a practical sense that I really have to step away from the inundation of the news and the media and talking heads and whatever and focus on on uh, the word of God <laughs> because yes. it can really just be annoyed. <clears throat> yes. And just overwhelming the noise. <laughs> it's just overwhelming. Yeah. And I have to 
make his word my focus in, in personal communication with him and to gain that just sense of saneness in the world. Yes. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up. I mean, anxiety and, and yes. all those things can take over because it, it's just our world. They, they're desperate. Yeah. People are just, they're in a state of unrest. And it's yes. easy for us as Christians and believers to, to get caught up in that and to feel like that we are in the world as well. But we have to remember that we are here, but we're not really of the world. Right. And, and, right. And so we can't get caught up as the world does. And yeah. um, so as far as a spiritual sense, that's what I have found to keep me sane and to keep peace in my heart. And I pray over my kids every night for peace. We pray that peace would be in our home. Yeah. And we plead the blood of Jesus over them and, and ask for peace for them. And when we take them to school and we go to bed at night, you know, everything that yeah. we try to pray for peace and the mind of God over them. Yeah. But also, I try to, to in a personal sense, just trying to find time to either take a walk. You know, I enjoy getting outside. It just it doesn't do for yeah. me to get on the treadmill. <laughs> I, just, I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't get the same you know, no. rest. And, it's boring. <laughs> it is. And something about the sun, you know, it just, mm -hmm. it, 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 it causes it feels good. peace. And it does. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Find a hobby. Find something that you can do. Get outside. Yes. And take a walk or ride a bike and enjoy yeah. your family and you know, yeah. the body of Christ and just focus on those things and not to be allow the, the voices to get into yeah. your head and to your spirit. I think that we've, you know, sometimes we talk about distraction as a negative thing, but I think right now, in order to keep my sanity, I need something to distract me from everything going on. Not yeah. that I'm going to be ignorant to what's going on. I'm going to be aware enough to know, you know, the important stuff. But, yeah. you know, so for me, I started taking classes online. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to get my bachelor's degree. Now, whether or not I ever yeah. finish, that's, that's up to Jesus. You will. <laughs> but, I have all the faith but, in the world in you. <laughs> but it's been a distraction. It's helped my mind to take a break from mm -hmm. all the chaos and that's that on a more practical side of it that's what has kept me sane um yeah. all, and then you know the spiritual side absolutely what you said we've got to get into the presence of god like never before you know i think for me there's just something about um just making my home an atmosphere of peace so that when my husband yeah. comes in and my kids come in and when I'm in there, that I just feel peace. And sometimes that peace may sound like Christmas music in September and candles <laughs> lit. And, <laughs> that's right. and I, yeah. but that's that's something that brings peace to my family. That's something we yeah. love is Christmas music. And that, so and, and that's the good thing. You know, we can't create we can't create peace outside in the world, but we can no. create it right in our home. And, right. you know, over our the areas that we are over, we can definitely create peace. Yep. Christmas music sounds like a good plan to me. I may do that today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the go-tos for us are Kenny G's Christmas is 
a staple because, you know, it's just the saxophone and it's just yeah. beautiful. So that's <laughs> one of our favorites. And then, of course, Frank Sinatra, you yeah. know, Bing Crosby, all the classics. All the old classics. Yeah, that's, yes. that's Christmas thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking time to just talk to me today. I've enjoyed it so much. And you have, I've been taking notes of some of the things that you've been saying, because there's just such great little nuggets in there that are so good. So thank you very, very much. And tell your family hello for us. And we'll be seeing Christiana soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. I love listening to your podcast. I listened to some last night. I was binging on a few. I went back and listened to them. And this is great. I can't wait to hear well, the other stuff that you are bringing. Well, it. <laughs> it's, doing it's it? nothing, you know, it's, it's not changing the world, but it's fun and it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. This is also another distraction for me, you know, just something yeah. that, and talking about things that I would talk about sitting at my kitchen table with a friend. So that's why I, yeah. I named it the, what I did. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's been fun. So.